Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from Thankful Homemaker, and as always, I am so glad to be with you today. The most wonderful celebration of Thanksgiving is almost upon us as I'm recording this episode. And as I was sitting and planning the celebration for our family, just thinking through it, I I wanted to share a few thoughts on how I've simplified the celebration for us over the years, but still keeping the focus on Christ and pointing to the goodness and kindness of our good God in redeeming us as his children. The season of Thanksgiving is a reminder to give thanks to the Lord in and through all things. I know for me, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 is a favorite verse to be reminded of. And I know as a believer that it's my heart's desire to give thanks to him in all things. And I'm thinking if you're in Christ and if you're listening into this episode, that's your desire too. But, But I know sometimes it can be really challenging to keep a right focus. And so often we can get caught up in all the details it takes to put together a meal like this on a larger scale. And I'm sharing this because... I'm still a learner here and I so often can get distracted and when I do, it may show up by I'm finding myself being a bit more complainy. Yes, I'm making up a word because it just describes me best, (laughs) but, or I may find myself being more impatient with items that show up that weren't part of my plan for the day, right? My plan. I love that, Tom, especially when my to-do list was already a mile long. So in those moments... I've forgotten all about God. I forgot that he's the one that plans my days in those moments. My heart's not thankful. I'm sinning in my my thoughts and my attitudes. And I've said this often on my podcast, but I'm still as my husband likes, it's a term we use that he kind of stated and we kind of stick with it. It just, we're becoming, we're a recovering Pharisee. We're all recovering Pharisees, right? I can look all good on the outside, but I'm a mess on the inside. My thoughts and attitudes are not honoring and glorifying to the Lord. I'm not in a good place. In that moment, I'm not enjoying serving others. And really, first and foremost, I'm not enjoying serving the Lord. So today, my hope is to remind us, as you're planning and prepping for this holiday season, whether you're having it at your house or you're going somewhere, because you can really contribute some of these things I'm talking about and take it with you wherever you're going. You can talk to your hostess or whoever that might be. Maybe it's your mom or your mother in love where you're going, and maybe you can be a help to them in part of the planning to help them to keep it Christ-focused if that's their desire. But my hope, again, is to remind us to keep our focus on Christ and do all things as unto the Lord, that we would find great joy in serving and loving others, and that we would let his great love for us be a constant reminder throughout all seasons of our lives, not just Thanksgiving. So I, I want I want in my desire that I say that I want to continue to help to point like my own family, but I want to help you to point your family and others to their great need for Jesus. So I pray that we would live lives that give thanks to such a merciful and mighty and good God all the time. And I pray it is so evident in our celebration of Thanksgiving this year with our family and friends and loved ones. So let me start by saying that I am a creature of habit. If you've been with me anytime, you already know this, and I really thrive on routines. And I've learned that if something works well for me in planning a holiday celebration, 
I usually stick with it and I don't make too many changes. However, if you love to change things up and add some excitement, stick with me because I hope maybe it'll spark some ideas for you. Maybe you'll grab a couple thoughts and maybe you'll even be like me and grab some things that you can just put on autopilot. And as the title of this episode states, these are my family's basically simple Thanksgiving planning and traditions that we keep our focus on Christ. So my initial planning of Thanksgiving involved really determining what were our family's favorite traditions. And this really included identifying the things we love about certain ones, whether they were around the table or things we did throughout the day or the month. Um, It also included identifying our favorite parts of the meal that we look forward to each year. And it included also putting aside traditions that didn't work for us anymore, especially after coming to know Jesus. I, I, at, at this moment, I really can't think of one specific, but it was more of us. The issue was more that we were we were giving thanks, but like, who were we giving thanks to? It was more acknowledging <laughs> that there was nobody to give thanks to, but that all changed after coming to know Jesus. So because this is a once a year big meal, for me personally, I really stick with the same menu. It it keeps it simple for me. My family looks forward to it. I'm not sure they would appreciate any changes. Like for example, if I were to leave the marshmallows off the sweet potatoes and add pecans instead, I might have a revolt on my hands. But similarly, you might have a revolt if you took away the pecans and added the marshmallows. So this is where we are all different. So if you're hosting the meal, Determine what your family loves, and those are the entrees to make or to ask others to make if you have friends and family contributing to the meal. By having a menu plan, it is a help when someone asks what they can bring. I have this list ready for suggestions that way. When I have that meal plan laid out, it's right there. Someone says, what can I bring? I kind of know what we have, what we're eating, and I have something I can suggest to them. But I also need to be flexible about what they would like to add to the meal even if it's a bit different than what we might normally have. So let others help. This is really my main point that I'm trying to make here, basically. Be thankful for the extra hands as other people love to contribute. It's a blessing to them and it's a blessing to you. So let them help and be grateful for their help. Don't get so stuck in your traditions that you can't make any menu changes to accommodate what others might bring to the table. Enjoy it and realize that it may become a new favorite every year. So a lot of some traditions to keep it Christ focused. Some of the things we've done over the years are, there's a lot of various activities you can do, especially even throughout the whole month of November. But one is having a gratitude jar or a notebook out in the kitchen or somewhere convenient where family members can write down something they were thankful for that day. And these are great and it's better. Sometimes we do that and then nothing happens with it. But what we want to do is they're great to share during dessert after dinner or You can even share them during your weekly family dinner times just to keep the the heart focused on giving thanks to the Lord. And as a family, pray about how you can serve others this month. Maybe you can invite a family over from your church for Thanksgiving dinner or reach out to a single friend or a widow who might be alone during the holiday season. Or maybe there's a family that needs a meal donated to them. I know our churches can be a good help in Um, finding out who might need some help. 
So a great activity for you and your children is to write a thank you note to someone, expressing what you appreciate about them and letting them know that you're praying for them and giving thanks to the Lord for them. This is such a great way for kids to express gratitude to their family and friends. And it would honestly be a great activity to do year round, not just this time of year. But once you've planned your menu, discuss with your your hubby or your family the activities that you can incorporate into the day to keep it Christ-focused. There are simple things that you can do, such as going around the table and expressing gratitude to the Lord for the ways you've seen his blessing in your lives. You could also read a psalm together. I know for us, Psalm 100 is kind of a staple every year. Pray before the meal. Read a, You could read a devotional. If you enjoy music, you can sing a hymn and even use Spotify for assistance. I, I know I have a Spotify Thanksgiving playlist I like to have on in the background playing for during the day as we're preparing the meal and as we're sitting down to eat. It's kind of nice to have that background music going. You don't need to turn this time <laughs> at the table into this three-hour extravaganza. Simply begin the meal with prayer and a scripture reading and keeping the focus on giving thanks to the Lord is a very simple and impactful way to point others to God's goodness. It's really being intentional and thinking it through, but it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Sometimes for us, I, I know we like to use conversation starter questions. They can be really helpful. I like to put them on the back of place cards at the table. I'll just write a question on the back of a place card. It keeps the conversation going. And that way you can also choose questions that keep the focus on the goodness of the Lord. And that's another way to be intentional. So we also learn so much about others that we might not have if we weren't intentional in our conversations. Some of the questions that I've used in the past, and I will, um, I'll put these in the show notes along with um, a helpful list from Donald Whitney for Thanksgiving, but things were like, Who's the most grateful person you know? I always love asking that one. What is your favorite Thanksgiving memory? Is there a tradition you would like to be part of our Thanksgiving celebration? That's always fun to hear what the grandkiddos say. What does the term give thanks mean to you? So just some good things to get started. I'll throw those in the show notes along with some other links there too. I also... I like to set out books for the season and keep them in a basket for my grandkids and also ones that we might enjoy as a family. Sometimes I'll place those on the coffee table in the family room. And then for me personally, I'll usually read a book that focuses on gratitude to the Lord during the season. I put together a post of all of our family's favorite resources to help us celebrate a Christ-focused Thanksgiving. It's on its own post, and I will link to that in the show notes too. It has all a bunch of kids' books in there and adult books and some articles and um, audio and video. I'm trying to think what else is in there. I think that's maybe that's about it. I'm sure I'm missing some music, the music that we like to listen to. I, I threw my playlist in that, in, that, um, in that blog post too, so I will link to that. So... If we have friends and family around our table who are outside of Christ, this can be such an easy time to lead into a gospel conversation. So pray about this. To to share the gospel, we need to be reminded that we need to love God more than others. Sometimes it can be hard to open our mouths. We need to pray and ask the Lord to help us. So start now by praying for those who will be with you. And one way to share the gospel is to make sure that if you're sharing your testimony, that the gospel presentation is part of it. 
So often we can share our testimony, but we leave out the gospel. We end up just talking about Jesus or God, and it's not sharing the gospel. So if you're going to go down this road, pray and ponder how to weave the good news of the gospel in it, right? That we're sinners against a holy God, that we're not good people, that we need a savior. So walk through all the steps of the gospel because we never know who the Lord is drawing to himself. So keep praying for those family and friends. I have a whole podcast episode on witnessing to our family, and I will link to that in the show notes too. So I want to talk about the practical planning of the day because I get, I like practical. So I want to share some thoughts on how to simplify the planning part of your day. And before I start, I do want to share that I, I've put together a Thanksgiving planning mini course that is just, it'll help you streamline your planning from year to year and keep the focus on Christ. This is something I originally created for myself to make my planning easier. And I just wanted to have everything in one place, put it on autopilot and avoid starting from scratch each year. And the main goal of the planning guide is to keep it Christ-focused and stress-free. And I'll provide a link to it in the show notes. And until the end of November, you can get it for 25% off by using the code THANKFUL, so T-H-A-N-K-F-U-L. And with the discount, it's priced under $6. So it's a great bargain. I, I truly believe that it'll be helpful. It'll provide you with numerous ideas. It covers everything from planning ahead, discussion questions for the table. I think I have like 40 or 45, 50 questions, something in there. It's got a quick, clean company list, activities for the kids, music, meal planning, delegate, how to delegate tasks, table setting, and much more. It even includes checklists to guide you through your day and to get you to the planning even. So it starts earlier in the month and works you all the way to Thanksgiving day. And then even after there's some thoughts. So I want to share with you my planning for the day. This is my practical part. And then I want to walk through our meal and what we do for the day and how I prepare for it. I'm, I'm a very simple cook and I don't get too fancy. So for all you like foodies out there, I'm, I mean, I'm a foodie, but I'm not a cooking foodie. I just, I'm very simple. Cooking a turkey is enough of an adventure for me. So we serve the same meal each year. So I do a turkey. I also usually have some ham for my non-turkey people. I do... Um, stuffing and pioneer woman mashed potatoes i've shared this before they are so good if you i'll link to the recipe in the show notes i'll try to remember to do that we do a sweet potato casserole we like our potatoes in wisconsin obviously um cranberry sauce that's another pioneer woman recipe i do sauteed green beans i struggle with the green bean casserole it's not my favorite but i love my green beans sauteed in butter and garlic with some breadcrumbs i had an aunt who did that and it was just really yummy and i usually do that then we do the typical gravy and rolls and pumpkin pie and chocolate pie because that's a family tradition from my childhood and i'll usually make some pumpkin bars because my dear father in love really enjoys those i keep a master grocery list of perishable and non-perishable items and because it's pretty much the same from year to year it keeps it simple i'll check the list i'll add whatever else i need and i'll shop for non-perishables about a week before and perishables just a couple days before before i grocery shop i very simply make sure to clean up my fridge i'll kind of reorganize it give it a tidy i usually end up ordering my turkey so i do that earlier in the season too 
as I'm meal planning, I'll think about my table setting and make sure whatever I need from the store to pick up, whether it's some fresh flowers or sometimes um, I know at Christmas we do that, but sometimes I don't at Thanksgiving where you put nuts on the table with a nutcracker. The kids really love that. Um, So I'll put those things on the list if I'm going to do that. I'll also make sure that I have to-go containers on hand to pack up leftovers for others to take home. And then I'm going to do things like make sure the oven is clean. I'm going to think through what beverages we're serving. And then from there, whatever dishes I can make ahead, you know, that day or two, I'll make sure to put that on my calendar and I will do that. I like to set my table the day before, and then I'll set out the devotional and questions or whatever my hubby and I talked about what we're going to do together at the table. I usually like to take care of that for him. It just helps him if I can lay it all out and print it out and tab the Bible, and I just do that. It makes it easy. I also am super thankful for sticky notes. I use them for everything that I'm setting out so I don't forget anything. Um, It also helps when others are helping me place things so they'll know where they need to go. So I literally make a sticky dish for every dish I'm cooking. So there'll be a sticky note for stuffing and potatoes and sweet potatoes and the turkey and the ham. I put the sticky notes where everything's going to go. And then when I put them out, I make sure to set the serving utensil or the serving, you know, platter or bowl or whatever I'm going to use by them too. The day before... I always make sure this has become a habit for me and I love it to end the day with a cup of tea and I write out my, in my pajamas, all cozied up (laughs) and I write out my list for the big day. It takes my mind off it when I head to bed and I know what to do when I wake up the next day. If you're going to have music playing in the background, plan that out too. I shared earlier that I do, I have a Thanksgiving playlist I put together on Spotify. I'll share that in the show notes. And I also have some other um, musical things listed on my that Thanksgiving resources blog post I mentioned. So before you go to sleep, take the time to pray for the day and everyone who's going to be at the table for you. Make sure to set aside some time on Thanksgiving morning to spend with the Lord before the day begins. As you go about your tasks, pray continuously, asking the Lord to give you a thankful heart that loves and serves others prioritizing their needs above your own. It's going to be busy. You're going to need the Lord's help. And asking for help and allowing others to assist you, that's a good thing too. And it's a blessing for them also. It is really important to learn how to delegate tasks. And personally, I really struggle with delegating. So I have started making a list of items that others can help me with. I actually put it in my Thanksgiving planning course because I think there may be other people who have issues delegating out there like I do. So that way, when somebody asks me, I have tasks that are ready to pass on to them. So even after Thanksgiving, when the day's over and you've packed away those last leftovers and you've washed that last dish, just take a moment to sit and reflect. Write down sweet memories from the day. Make a note of things even that... Maybe you want to change or simplify or eliminate. Keep these in your planner. And if you've picked up my little Thanksgiving planner, write code THANKFUL. (laughs) Jot them down in there and you'll have them to look back on next year. And then when the day is over, but it doesn't mean the season of Thanksgiving is over because we're always to give thanks to the Lord as believers. I'm so reminded that thankful hearts are not sinful hearts. I think sometimes a lack of thankfulness reveals the health of our souls. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 to 20, the Apostle Paul tells us what being filled with the Spirit looks like, and he points to thankfulness. 
having the peace of Christ in our hearts comes down to being thankful. Paul tells us again in Colossians 3, verses 15 to 16. And to live in God's will, the apostle tells us that it is giving thanks in and through all things. So this isn't an easy four-step plan to have hearts that are grateful in and through all things. We need to encourage one another to be thankful in our homes and churches. I've heard it stated, thankful people are not only the most spiritually healthy and spiritually protected, but very often the happiest. And I want to state there, as I said that thankful people, I'm referring to thankful people that are in Christ, and that is important. This is the continuing training of our minds to see and give thanks to God's grace at work in our lives in and through all circumstances. It needs to be a habit formed one moment at a time, and this habit strengthens over time. We continue to ask the Lord to help us be people who are thankful and to do battle with ingratitude and grumbling and complaining, because the more thankful we become in our walk with the Lord, the less power sin will have over us. So meditate on scriptures that that foster gratitude in your heart and remind you to give thanks. Be aware of when and what causes your heart to complain. And as John Owen stated, right, be killing sin or it will be killing you. So complaining, grumbling hearts are sinful hearts. So we need to continually do battle with sin and we're equipped to do this in Christ. We're not alone and we can have victory in this area. But what am I most thankful for? Jesus, because he truly is enough always. I'm so grateful the Lord opened my eyes to the gift of salvation because it changed my whole world and it changed how we celebrate the day and everything is now viewed through a different lens. I am grateful for God's undeserved mercy and grace bestowed upon me. And I pray that I'm reminded of this continually because it causes me to respond in heartfelt, humble gratitude. And I pray, my friend, that this season, we're going to be reminded of God's great love for us, and we're going to share this love with others, not just in this season, but in every day of our lives. I pray that we point others to Jesus and share with them their great need of the gospel. So may every day of our lives be one of giving thanks to such a merciful and mighty and beautiful Savior, because truly, Jesus is enough always. I am so, so thankful for your time, my friend, and always the full show notes will be at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com, and I will try to remember to put all those links in there that I mentioned. And once again, my Thanksgiving little mini course, planning mini course, it really aims to simplify your Thanksgiving planning. So this way you can focus on pointing your family to Christ amid the planning and preparation and enjoy a day of celebrating the goodness of God together. So when you use the code THANKFUL, you'll get a 25% discount on the mini course. Um, there's a lovely printable packet that comes with it too. So that that is really a helpful part of the course. So also don't miss my post on Christ-focused Thanksgiving resources. I will link to that, just all kinds of various books for your kids and you and um, articles and audio and video things to listen to that'll keep your heart focused on Christ this month. And I also have an Amazon store link with many of my favorite resources for Thanksgiving, including lots of book recommendations that I will link to too. So I do pray, my friend, that you have a very blessed Thanksgiving celebration with your family and friends. Mm-hmm.